slash and cast. Welcome back, fiends, <laughs> to Handle with Scare, presented by the Slashing Cast Podcast Network. I'm your host, Emily Drunk, and uh, if you're new to the show, our show discusses horror movies and the phobias they emphasize. And tonight, we are wrapping up our religiophobia deep dive, which is the fear of religion, with a patron selection, uh, which is one of the more recent Shudder originals. Uh, but before we dive into tonight's film, just a few general reminders. Uh, we've been doing the Twisted Tuesday watch parties over on my Kick channel. That's been, obviously, every Tuesday starting at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, Kick.com slash Drunk, where, you know, we're always watching whatever we'll be reviewing for the week. Uh, so, you know, you don't have to worry about, like, watching it super early uh, if you don't want to. Uh, but, of course, you know, we'd let you know what the schedule is ahead of time as well. Uh, but yeah, outside of that, you can also join our community discord to, uh, you know, see what else is going on around the scenes, uh, here at least. Uh, but in the meantime, of course, as you can see, I do have a few friends with me here tonight to discuss From Black release in 2023. And guys, like, obviously tonight's gonna be a bit more of a somber note, uh, we'll get more into that in a bit, but, uh, I, I felt like overall, the themes of this movie is gonna tie into that perfectly. <laughs> Agreed! Indeed. I was really uh, pleasantly uh, surprised by the movie. I'm really excited to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And if you want to, I mean, we can, we can, we can just go ahead and do the spoiler now. Uh, so uh, John and I here, this is going to be our last episode. It's been a lot of fun. It's been how many years now? I think it was in 2021 it's, that we started. It's been a minute. I mean, Holly, you and I have done at least a hundred episodes at this point wow that's so many episodes oh, yeah. damn that's a lot that's a huge commitment mm -hmm. and i still don't know your last name which is fine <laughs> you keep your secrets tea <laughs> <laughs> it, there was a whole like story arc where i was trying to guess his name <laughs> he finally had to tell me <laughs> basically spoon feed it to you yeah he's like it's one of these three and then i guess the other two's like no <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you know we've been having a really fun time and then of course john came on here and i honestly one of my favorite things is to watch him nerd out <laughs> it's really great um but i've got some uh, work projects that are gonna take me into uh late night working schedules and i'm afraid that i can't continue with the show for mm. at least a while indeed yeah. insane yeah so won't be on the show. We won't be on the show. <laughs> but I'm really glad to, to be going on on such a good note because this has been a really good fear that we looked into. I mean, we uh, last month we looked into fear of religion. Now we're doing like, wait, this isn't, no, this isn't part of fear of religion. It is, yeah. it is religious. Yeah. yeah, okay, never mind. This is my favorite, so I'm excited about it. And of course, you know, every year we got to do the uh, the Christmas episodes mm -hmm. during December. So I was really glad to be able to do that two years in a row. So I've had a lot of fun on this show. And thank you. Absolutely. Uh, now, with that being said, obviously, you know, some changes will be coming to the podcast starting next week. You know, 
obviously this isn't the first time we've kind of had to like retool things based on uh, scheduled needs. So uh, I'll let you guys know more about that next week. I'm just going to leave you guys in suspense on that front. Uh, Is Jess coming back? <laughs> <laughs> I've not talked to Jess about it, no. Um, but with that being said, just like on the Christmas note, I am bringing back Christmas in July. Uh, we will be sure be doing that in July and December uh, for, for holiday stuff, but I'll still be doing like the streams throughout July for Christmas in July over on kick. You know, I had a really good time last year doing that on cast, basically doing like double features multiple times a night. I don't know if I'm going to go to that extent just because like one, it's very hard for me to plan these scenes out because I don't know what's going to be readily available on the streaming services. And uh, they don't always announce that stuff ahead of time either. So I don't want to, like, just jump in and be like, oh, shit, I don't have anything to talk about on that end. But uh, either way, if I need to find stuff on YouTube, that's really no big of a deal. Um, but we will have a new phobia for, for next month, uh, which I've yet to decide yet. But anyways, we're here to talk about the new Shutter original from Black, which came out in 2023. Uh, I'm just going to read off the synopsis really quick. A recovering drug addict desperate for closure and settled by crushing guilt after the disappearance of her young son is presented with the bizarre offer to learn the truth about what happened and set things right if she is willing to pay a terrifying price. Uh, how dark is she willing to go for a chance at redemption? All right, so, you know, we're talking about, like, heavy thematics here. You know, obviously we have our main character, Cora, who is played by Anna Camp, who... I would say the general audience will probably know from Pitch Perfect, mm -hmm. uh, more more so than anything else. Uh, she plays the recovering drug addict in this case, who is just absolute riddled with guilt uh, after her son's disappearance. And, uh, you know, we see her basically alone after uh, kind of like a falling out with her abusive boyfriend, who is also a druggie. Uh, and, you know, we, we see her basically, like, on the verge of absolutely just, like, giving up all hope. Uh, and, you know, we gotta see her at her rock bottom, at her lowest point, and that's when she is presented with this offer, uh, to basically, like, learn what happened to her son, and, you know, that was a whole ordeal. Um, but at, at its core, you know, this is about the loss of a child, and, you know, for any parent out there, like, it's one of the worst possible experiences that you could go through in life. And uh, the way that this movie kind of addresses that, uh, at least from, like, the parents' perspective, is, you know, her core's character in this completely takes the fall for it. Like, she's the one to blame for the son's disappearance and, you know, the living environment and all the drugs being around the trailer park and whatnot. Uh, so we're dealing with grief, with, you know, mental health, uh, and obviously a lot of different, like, coping mechanisms as well throughout this movie. Right. I mean, I, for one, blame the pedophile, but I guess I'm alone in that camp. <laughs> Everybody's always blaming the sister detective for not finding the kid. Yeah, like, I just got here. <laughs> right, so, um, actually, going back to Anna Camp, uh, she is also well-known for the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and the only reason I bring that up is because she has been typecast a lot in the roles that she's played so Wait, in, is that her well in the unbreakable kimmy schmidt she plays um have you seen the whole series mm -hmm. so she uh at, towards the end of the series there is a, a woman that's basically becomes uh the blonde lady's arch nemesis she's also blonde lady she's 
really smart and high high achiever overachiever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you remember that. There's a that little bit of a story arc. So mm-hmm. that's her typecast. Is uh, she's typically blonde okay. and she's usually uh, sort of set up as the perfect overachiever. And uh, so it was really great to see her in this in this completely different role. In fact, I didn't even recognize her at first. I mean, of course, she's being a junkie, but she's also like the cutest junkie. So let's not get let this get out of hand either. So, <laughs> but they made her a brunette, so of course, immediately, you know, they got the Clark yeah. Kent Superman disguise going on, which did work on me for a while. And then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I knew she looked familiar, but I couldn't place her. But I forgot to look her up. I think I thought it was fantastic to see her in something completely different, and I think she did really well. It was uh, exciting to see her uh, work her way through that role. Yeah, and of course, this this movie too has a uh, a particular theme when it comes to this genre, where you know, no matter how bad things may be, it's just really never a great idea to summon a demon to solve your problems. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm like, what will people learn? <laughs> but that being said, I thought as far as these types of stories go, I thought this one in particular was very unique in the tone that it set for itself as it went through the movie. I mean, I don't want to jump ahead, but there was uh, something very matter of fact about it, you know, which is the, the grocery list, the the of, of uh, components that she had to buy, which were fairly innocuous, right? So we just got kosher salt. We've got other crap, a chain. Okay. So nothing too out of the normal. No, like, you know, baby. Oh, no, there's a, a there's a there's a goat. Never mind. There's a goat. <laughs> uh, but the way that she interacts with the other character in the movie, the other main character in the movie, in this sort of um, very realistic way where the, the kind of the kind of conversations you would have with somebody if you're if a if a person a regular person an average person just randomly is trying to perform a demonic ritual mm. yeah she's definitely they kind of have her be like a real person mm-hmm. uh where she's like a couple of times she says like you know if this starts to get weird like, don't be weird <laughs> yeah like when she gets in his car when they do the ritual she says it a couple of times um but I did feel like uh, it kind of makes me think of a thing I kind of wished happened. I like the movie overall, but when she's kind of going to this, the group, you know, uh, the group therapy the group, group yeah. and uh, and she meets the guy. Abel. Yeah, who I kept thinking of as Kramer. Um, <laughs> he was very Kramer-esque. It was the hair. Yeah. I almost didn't recognize him when they showed him again with the hat on until he took his hat off. And then I was like, okay, now I recognize him. But uh, no, but um, it did kind of make me think because, you know, he come, he has an offer for her that uh, mm-hmm. to be able to see her son again. And she's kind of like, oh, you mean like a seance or something stupid like that. Um and he's like, no, no, uh, you know, I got my, was able to get my daughter back and this way, you know, and so th- you could do it too. And she kind of goes with it, you know, uh, but she's realistic in terms of not wanting to go with it. But I kind of did feel like it would have been nice if there was like a scene where he somehow sort of was able to prove yeah that his daughter come back so mm. that she would and it could have been done in a suspicious way where it's like 
kind of proof, but not really. And then she's like... Like a blurry picture or some shit? Mm-hmm. Okay. Or what, they, what actually happens later in the movie, and it doesn't happen to the main character, it happens to the sister investigator, mm-hmm. um, where there's like a file and it shows the picture of the, the girl and she's like, that's the girl who died and now she's like been seen with her mother. And I thought that is what they should have like done with the main character. Something mm-hmm. along those lines where you don't actually see the daughter, but it's like, there's some kind of weird proof that she's around mm-hmm. um, to really hook her in to do it in the first place, you know? Cause I feel like she was, they were making her smart on one hand in terms yeah. of being like, this is all bullshit. But, uh, but then she goes along with it for, I feel like just based on his word, you know, and it's like, I kind of wanted a little scene there, you know. They're trying to, um, I guess I took that bit as, uh, despite the fact that she's a smart woman, that she she's willing to just go after some completely illogical mm-hmm. uh, route for a completely, you know, irrational outcome. Yeah, yeah. So it's, again, kind of going after that sort of sense of um, just that uh, grief just makes you make ridiculous you know, mm-hmm. decisions. Which it works in that way, yeah. Because, I mean, that's the one thing that we've always seen in these movies is that, yeah, you can bring back your loved one, but they're going to come back wrong or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's well, not going to be what you want. It's the pet cemetery thing. Yeah, and Bloody Sunday and <laughs> half, on up, half a million other movies. Yeah. <laughs> they're coming back wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, but she goes in, she does the ritual. So, or she starts doing that stuff with him, getting involved with it. I thought it was really nice that uh, the different, I mean, you kind of get the big reveal at the end, right? That, and we can't really move through the story without spoiling it right away. But uh, Abel, which is the man who's leading her through this dark ritual, is the man who leads her group counseling or what are they called again? They're. Uh, Shoot. I mean, it, it technically is like a, a council. Yeah, but it's they're you know they're, they're you're in a group and you're, you're you tell your story. You stay anonymous if you want to. And mm-hmm. so uh, this is a story about people who have lost, or this is a group for people who have lost their loved ones, and, and in a lot of cases, children. And so he is the leader. He is setting the rules. He's also setting the boundaries. And then to find out that he's the one leading her down this really awful path. And for his own purposes. And so that level of betrayal is just, I don't know, it's particularly, you know, sad. To, to, it just keeps dogpiling onto the, to the sadness of the movie, which, you know, I, for a movie that is going to be as low budget as that, I think is a really good way to go about it. And incidentally, do we know the budget this movie had? Uh, here's the thing. Like, there's really not that much information on this movie online. <laughs> I'm only assuming they had a low budget just because of the offering, not because of the quality. I thought the, mm. the quality of the movie was overall excellent. Yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't find like a Wikipedia or anything. Mm, gotcha. Yeah, it doesn't have a big, super big presence. I looked at, uh, I look, I watched the preview before I watched mm-hmm. it on YouTube, and the preview is weird. Oh, it didn't uh, sell you, huh? It yeah. didn't sell me. The pre, I, I found the movie to be better than what the preview made it look like, which is weird because usually it's the opposite. Um, but they made a really strange choice in the preview where like the second, almost like the second half of the preview has like 
no sound. They pull a lot of the sound out. And one of the top comments on it is uh, you know somebody be saying like who thought there something was wrong with their computer or their speakers, <laughs> uh, but um, the yeah no the quality was good. It was interesting because it's like on one hand you could tell it was a super low budget movie, mm-hmm. but uh, it was also like I thought the cinematography and the look of it was like well done where it felt. Real, you know, the cinematographer was good and it looked good. Mm-hmm, it, it, it definitely kind of fluctuated though, where like certain shots in scenes felt like video camera y and mm. like felt lower budget, and then some shots looked really, really good and cinematic. Mm-hmm. It, it was a little bit of uh, fluctuating of that quality, but I thought overall it looked really good. Yeah, it just, um, it just wasn't that, because there was also a lot of contrast in the shots, too, because, you know, we did have, like, that angelic presence, you know, we had the white dress in regards to the, the summoning circle, you know, you kind of had, like, the sunflower field uh, mm-hmm. in regards to kind of, like, the end destination, and then you'd kind of, like, go to the the Hellraiser-esque black imagery with the the demon and and in the room <laughs> and, and whatnot. But, you know, at its core, like, this is really a movie about, you know, what we're willing to do to you know, put herself through hell as a way to escape our own personal hills, you know, mm-hmm. um, which which I thought was pretty interesting. The thing that really, like, grabbed me, though, uh, by the end of it was the score of this movie. You know, there was a lot of, like, dramatic right. strains throughout this movie, yeah. which really pulled me in, which uh, I was really happy to see. So, you know, add, add that onto the cinematography and, like, that alone was worth the watch. Was I absolutely blown away by the movie? Probably not, but, uh, you know, for, for a movie that I didn't really have any set expectations going in, I look pretty happy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, uh, we were just talking about this, too, where I think it's overall a, a very good movie, but and you can tell that potentially because of budget restraint constraints, it does feel like a very uh, restrained movie, mm. as in they, uh, they were smart enough not to put themselves in situations where their budget would show. Uh, in, in a lot of cases. And by that, I mean, for example, the ending, while it's not anti... It, well, fuck it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that word. It's a little bit anticlimactic, right? Because we've been kind of cooking the entire movie, right? And we've been getting little breadcrumbs of, like, this is real, which I did really enjoy a lot. Like, for example, when um, she's in that flowy white dress and Abel is reading off incantations and she is uh, ch- shackled to the floor mm-hmm. and she's... Uh, she's starting to freak out and she wants things to stop, but she's not freaking out because she feels anything. She's freaking out because she's starting to feel ridiculous. Like maybe she's, she's been playing into something that's not real. Mm-hmm. And, and then she starts freaking out because she's tethered to the ground. Mm-hmm. And, and then there's a whole other element of like, well, on the one hand you're summoning a demon and on the other, you could, you just shackled yourself to the floor in front of a stranger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then at that moment when she levitates, that's that very first, like, you know, you know, a little bit of a, a, like I said, a crumb of, of possibility where that's when she totally buys in. Yeah. Because, you know, there was before uh, these sort of creepy scenes where she had to cleanse herself by taking, by rubbing herself down with kosher salt and she had to sit in a tub and he's waiting outside the bathroom yeah, and you're thinking funny, like, yeah. Yeah, at what point there's going to be some sort of like, uh, some sort of predator element to the, the the dynamic between them 
which honestly never occurs. I mean, substantially, right? Maybe just well, a little bit. When you, and then it does. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what I mean physically. Like the, yeah. he's the whole she the whole setup is a trap for her. But in in the in the one on one interactions, there was in reality no danger of him attacking her. In when you look at, at it in retrospect. Well, she was thinking the whole time that he was going to be like pull out his dick molester, or something, like a creepy molester. Mm-hmm. So because she could like sense there was something off about him, but then it turned out that it wasn't that he was trying to molest her; he was trying, trying to, to steal her soul. Yeah, he was to, <laughs> well, not to, for himself, anyway. Yeah, or to Heartless I thought I was he to use her as a vessel to put uh, the demon in. Right, and I kind of forgot what I was talking about earlier because I kind of went down another tangent. Oh, uh, <laughs> when she floats, um, I liked because. Uh, you know, obviously, we've all watched a lot of horror movies and I've read about the occult and stuff. And mm-hmm. when they were doing the rituals, it was, I liked, because um, I was early on, you know, when they're start setting it up and they put, they make the circle and they put the chain in mm-hmm. the middle and then he chains her to that. I was like, oh, well, that's bad because <laughs> yeah. in the world of the occult, it's like, when you create a circle like that, you're you either are either something is it's coming at you, you from yeah. outside, and you have to be inside the circle to protect yourself from whatever creatures are coming from the outside, or you're on the outside and you're summoning a demon into the circle and you're using the uh-huh. circle to keep it inside the circle. So the fact that he was creating the circle and putting her in the circle meant that he was summoning the demon into the circle with her and chaining her there. Yeah. He, like, it tells you, if you kind of know about the occult and that stuff, you can see right away that he's trying to get her to be possessed by the demon. Yeah. And then, (laughs) although later he chains himself into that circle, but... So they uh, keep you guessing for sure. Mm -hmm. But um, but I was like, oh, because I was like, either they, either the people who made this movie don't know a lot about the occult and they're doing this wrong, is what I was thinking in the beginning when they were showing that. And then I realized, oh, no, it actually, they do know what they're doing. It fits the story because he really is trying to trick her and get her to become possessed. True. I, I kept thinking the whole time, though, when like she was doing the, the grocery shopping for the occult summoning circle, like... Where are all the candles? <laughs> like, there was, like, maybe four or five initially. And, of course, that would grow over time. But, like, that was, like, really the first thing that stood out to me. I'm like, this just isn't adding up. Mm-hmm. That's not enough candles. That's not how you call a demon. No, <laughs> Ever been to a the body <laughs> shop? <laughs> That's how many candles you need. They were probably, it was probably, like, a fire hazard. They were like, we're not yes. A lot of candles on set. <laughs> the director says we can't put that many candles yeah. in his house. Too dangerous. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no. Um, well, and they were kind of in an old wooden house too, mm-hmm. with like hardwood floors and right. stuff. So they probably really were <laughs> like, uh, "Man, let's not do the insurance and get have insurance issues." So I was a little, le- I was left a little perplexed about the the sustainability, <laughs> the continuity of you know of soul harvesting. Mm-hmm. So Abel had to; he had already performed this ritual. And had already gotten his daughter back at this point. Well, gotten his daughter back to into the flesh already. It's a little and so he had to, but he also had the second part of the deal was that he had to bring 
um, the Cenobite another soul, so he had to get Korra involved. And what was, I mean, and was that just like, was that a two-parter where like you go through the ritual, you get, or you, the kid comes back, but then you have to bring me somebody else? What? But what happens if he hadn't brought, and the Korra thing didn't work out entirely, so does that mean that Abel lost out on something? So they don't really explain it, but I'm pretty sure it would just be the case. I mean, if this is like true to like other movies that they would just take the daughter's soul back. Or maybe um, if Abel wasn't able to deliver Cora, they would have just taken him, although they did take him. Well, the thing that's a little bit wonky, at least uh, just my one viewing of the movie, um, is that so the guy um, claims that, you know, he got his daughter back through these magic rituals and she can get her son back through these dark rituals as well. And then, and he says he already has gotten his daughter mm-hmm. back. But he hasn't seen her. But he hasn't seen her. Um, and then he says she's with his wife. So then it seems like Basically, he has to... Tr- so, the demon wants a vessel to live in. Mm-hmm. And he wants... Uh, and the guy promises the main girl. Mm-hmm. And it, the thing is, is, it seems like the deal is that when it, once everything kind of plays out and the twist that he's bad, it really seems like what the deal is, is that he has to get the main woman to the demon... Um, to get his daughter back, that mm-hmm. that's the deal. You know, the the demon needs a vessel, or, or else the kid won't come back. Because he makes the same deal. The demon makes the same deal with the woman. He right. says, because uh, once it all fails, he says, uh, if you get me someone else, then I'll get your son back. And so it's a little wonky because it feels like. Was he lying about his daughter already being back? Because he shouldn't really have had his daughter back if he hadn't completed the deal yet with bringing... Well, and it it sounds like the deal is more than just getting another soul, right? Because you have to get another soul willing to perform the ritual for yet another kid, right? Or for yet another loved one. Mm-hmm. Because, I, I mean, I got I got this idea that it has to be like a, cy- a full cycle, right? right? So you have to get somebody... That not only is gonna do, uh, not only is gonna give up their soul, but also perf- find somebody else to perform the full cycle again. So that Cora, as she stands, she needs to find somebody else. I mean, because it almost seems like with her sister going back to the house and finding the kid at the very end—that's the big reveal, by the way. Spoiler. Um, does that mean that that sister now is gonna belong to the Cenobite? I'm just calling him that because he looked that way. <laughs> and um, or. Does that not work because they need somebody to perform the ritual again? It was, they made it deliberately confusing. And it's okay if it's it confusing. Where they were, it was kind of that twist reveal because they, they kind of go into that mm-hmm. other dimension where the guy tries to get her to complete the ritual. In and the she prairie, won't do it. in the meadow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it looked nice. And uh, she won't complete the ritual, so he's like, oh, you messed it all up. And then he gets taken away, presumably, to hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm. so that's it. And then the demon makes the same deal with her. So the thing is, is, and we also find out we get a kind of random scene where the detective sees that de- information about how that guy's daughter is living with, how she's like, well, supposedly this girl is dead but she's been now seen with her mother. 
so that's like the weird thing is it's like okay but like does i guess like you were saying to like she must maybe they take the daughter back we don't really get any of that confirmed and what's gonna happen yeah and what's gonna happen with noah is somebody gonna watch him now or is that old they're gonna find him again well i don't think so i don't think the investigator woman is gonna be (laughs) is going to be beholden to the demon. She'll have to be the caretaker of Noah. She's going to be the caretaker of Noah. I think the end, the way I sort of took it was that she did complete the deal. She, so she tries to offer, um, the husband to the demon and and (laughs) will take him. I want to take, what's that? (laughs) Tainted meat. Yeah, taint unclean. I wouldn't have taken him taken him either. I was I was kind of like, what? Are you serious? Like beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> you already lost your first body that you were gonna possess. Sir, now you have a chance. Sir, one junkie, that's my final offer. I know. And it's like, really, you're gonna reject him because he's a drug addict? Then come on. Maybe the deal was and I, and uh, and first off, I'll say that I guess there's no reason why there has to be a clear answer for the audience. Oh, but Which is kind of nice, right? But what I was going to say is that I think what happened is that she actually did successfully complete the deal. Because she offered herself to become the vessel for the demon because she is clean because she's off the drugs. She's been clean. Um, She was very adamant with her sister about like going back to finish the deal too. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, right. And so mm-hmm. she completes the deal and the kid comes back. So I'm thinking now, um, as I was saying before, like maybe, first of all, the audience doesn't need a clear answer on how the cycle works. Right. Because if they don't know, why should we know, right? And that's fine. Um, I actually don't mind that. But um, if I'm still trying to piece things together, potentially uh, the reason Abel wanted to get Cora to submit her soul to the demon was so that he could maybe enjoy his his daughter and like stay on earth, be that the soul that the demon oh, takes that, in exchange for his daughter, and he, that's how he would get to not only have her back living but also be with her again. Mm-hmm. And for and for example, for uh, Noah and Cora, it would have been bringing somebody else, and you can be with your son. Otherwise, mm-hmm. he's just going to be walking around barefoot. But there are a couple. I mean. I'm, I'm. I think the movie's good, and I'm cool with the movie. But there are a couple of things in terms of like demon lore and Christianity and stuff that I was a little bit <laughs> Let me like. Which is that like, <laughs> I feel like if a in you see this in other movies, and it's kind of a general thing with with Christianity that if a demon is offering you something like that, like can you your kid back, that they're lying, that they're not really. It's going to take a lot more than they don't have the presumably because that kid was innocent and was killed by a predator, a predator. So that kid went to heaven. (laughs) So the demon doesn't have the ability to reach out and get that kid and bring him back to earth. The only way he could do that is if the kid was in hell, which we really can't say. Like, what did he do? Maybe he belonged there. Yeah. (laughs) So I do kind of feel like you have to assume that the demon's lying. So it's like, okay, like the demon does successfully bring the kid back, presumably, in the movie. But I guess you could say there could be a sequel where it's like the kid isn't right, you know, <laughs> that he is a demon kid. Oh. And now the the cop detective has to, like, deal with that. And then he tag teams with the other little girl, and they're mm-hmm. both demon kids. It's, it's either that or the kid comes back as a heroin addict. Ooh. <laughs> Plot twist. 
But my other little thing, too, is that, again, it's like, okay, fine, like, I buy the story the way it is. But another was, was is the kind of the demon rejecting the drug addict guy? Because, like, in, you know, Christianity and demons and things like that, drugs are considered to be, like, a demonic or evil influence. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, somebody, it's like, you know, oh, like, he's sort of weakened because of the drugs, which makes him more susceptible to the possession from the demon. Mm. I would think, you know, like, typically in that kind of mythology, that's how it would work. And so I did kind of feel like, oh, he's, he, I was joking, but also kind of serious, like, he wouldn't reject that guy. He would possess that guy. In a and, minute. And also, if he doesn't like the drugs, he could just not... Once he possesses the guy, he can just stop using the drugs because now he has control of the guy's body. But I, I, that's just me nitpicking. But I did like the demon overall. The look of the demon mm -hmm. was really cool. He also looked like a uh, Doom uh, 2016, the video game. Yeah. Released. He looks like a demon from that game, too. Well, the Cenobite uh, sort of uh, reference came because of the, the outfit. Mm -hmm. He has like kind of a the cool skin dress, dress mm -hmm. like kind of thing, and it's all flowy. And... He's so goth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a and he black has kind veil. Of a, like a, almost like a bone helmet, <laughs> kind of, you know, like no yeah. eyes. <laughs> At first, I thought it was like some sort of like, uh, I don't know, ghost of a widow or something mm -hmm. and you're like oh it's you know it's this uh, evil she demon and then later you're like well that's on me there was no reason for me to assume it was a she well yes yeah, <laughs> because of the veil there were a couple of shots that felt like kind of where they showed the demon that felt similar to uh the conjuring i think right the woman in the black wedding dress who is kind of the main villain from mm -hmm. the Conjuring, where it almost felt a little bit like that but then i was like no it's okay like, they're doing something original. But I, there were a couple of moments where I was like, they're not really going to do the woman in the wedding dress. We already did that. We can't have the woman in the wet wedding dress. It's 2023. We've seen those movies. Totally. <laughs> Even the La Llorona movie. That's right. That yeah. Had yeah, mm -hmm. that. So, totally. And I really, um, I thought they did really invest a good amount of, of uh, money in Anna Camp and then also the mm -hmm. actor who played Abel. I thought they were both really mm -hmm. good. But then I did feel like mm, maybe like it, the the balance of the cast was maybe like not on the not on par. Right? I, I I do feel like the detective part of the story mm -hmm. could have you could have almost just pulled that out of the movie and it would have still the story would have been I'm fine. fine. <laughs> it feels a bit like that was like a way of having you're kind of like being able to jump back and forth between your two storylines and not just follow the two main characters for the entire movie. I like she had one deputy. <laughs> yeah. Well, she had one deputy and her entire job revolved around this investigation. She appeared to do nothing else. I've been looking to her sister's issues. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're like, you know, you have like a whole, her, her boss is like, you have a whole stack of files you need to be working on. <laughs> You can't just work on your sister. only been looking at this all week. <laughs> what and happened then, to the B&E? <laughs> and the fact that it's your sister doesn't look good ethically that you're only working There's a whole mentoring we have to deal with. <laughs> I she looked familiar, too, but I forgot to look her up. Mm. Like she seemed like from another, 
like I recognized her, but she was in. I mean, she was cool. Uh, she was in Nope. The sister. Oh, okay. Nice. Who was she? Uh, I'm trying to remember what her character was in that one, but I know she was definitely a nope. Let me look it up real quick. And the thing that's weird, by the way, while you look, is that there's kind of this detective storyline going on, but it's like, she's not really, I kept realizing at different points in the movie, she's not really like, there's no like detective mystery to solve. Yeah, she's just sort of a... Uh, <laughs> uh, just dealing with people as they act up. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, and I mean, she is. What's weird is that she's on a detective mission to figure out what's going on, but we, as the viewers, know right from the very beginning what happened. Mm-hmm. So there isn't really like a mystery of like, oh, you know, she's unlocking some aspect of the uh, story. It's just kind of like she's investigating in parallel to the. I can't I can't let go of the fact that nobody even thought to go after the guy who actually killed the kid. Right, yeah, that, like nobody ever goes <laughs> after him or we don't find out anything. I know, I'm that. like, I saw his face in that vision. Can we go off of that? <laughs> He's about 5'8", mm-hmm. big bushy Santa beard, <laughs> drives <Yeah>. a van. <laughs> Standing there lurking. Okay. Hangs I, out at the... I found it. So she was in like the the TV series that they were shooting when the the chimp went apeshit. Oh, okay. She was in that <laughs> <Apeshit>. movie. <laughs> I I remembered remembered her from that movie, and then the Abel was in uh, Euphoria. Oh. Who was he in Euphoria? I mean, I've only seen a few episodes mm-hmm. of Euphoria. I mean, I haven't. Well, I haven't seen dad. all of it either. I think he's the dad mm-hmm. of. Um, Oh, shit. Never mind. I don't know their names. <laughs> but yeah, th- those three actors were all really good uh, mm-hmm. and did a good job for sure. Um, but yeah, no, I-, I would say too. So, oh, again, overall good movie, but I have to bring up something I've brought b- up before in other episodes as well is that this movie is an hour and 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. It totally didn't need to be it. They no. could have made it an hour and a half. And it would have been just as effective, maybe more, since we'd be moving things along. And I understand that the first half of the movie is kind of like the slow burn. Like, mm-hmm. they're doing all the setup for the character, and we're, it's all the you know missing kid stuff. But I would have liked to move through that part a bit faster. Because once they start getting into the ritual stuff, and it goes from there, like the second half, mm-hmm. it picks up a lot more. And it's I'm like, okay, cool. Now I'm fully in. But I did feel like in those first, like, 20 minutes, I was kind of, or even, like, 25 minutes, I was sort of like, all right, come on. Like, I get it. Like, I know, I understand the situation. I, I, I get it. Like, we could have cut out the shower scene. That was pointless. We could have cut out her, what, what, the first part of revision where she's just, I don't know, like, there's a couple of seconds where she's just in the trailer park before she goes out to the street mm-hmm. and actually sees the, the van where I'm like, why are we staring at your neighbor? <laughs> Does she have something to do with it? <laughs> and some of the, the group scenes also are a little mm-hmm. bit like but I, you know it's like 10 minutes uh, out of the you know a few parts and i i feel like it would have spent it would have kind of 
gotten us to that middle part faster and, mm. and picked up. And I was kind of ho- hoping, like you were mentioning how the end was a little bit anticlimactic. I did feel like, oh, like it's really picking up in the middle and it, this is all cool and mm. interesting. And I was kind of hoping like maybe they'll do just like a big blowout at the end and just go completely crazy. But it didn't quite happen. Mm. But I was kind of yeah. like, oh, like maybe they'll, and it'll all kind of pay off like Big there was blow- a movie. Big blowouts cost money, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they definitely like the money went to Anna Camp, the actors, the main actors who mm-hmm. were cool, the top three, yeah. uh, and the makeup for the demon because the demon they went all out for the whole look of the demon. I thought the demon was probably CGI. I don't think you think it was. Uh, I think it was a suit. There might have been ooh. some CGI helping but I, it felt like it was a, a well then that suit. would definitely take a large chunk of the budget because that was pretty good looking and if it wasn't uh what's his name from every Guillermo del Toro movie uh, <laughs> oh I can't remember his name oh he's a, he's a little bit like the eye guy the hand yeah. guy guy a little bit but you know um what is that guy's name who's you know he's the fish I know man you're talking and, about uh, yeah the really skinny dude yeah he it was like if they didn't. Ca- he was probably too expensive for the movie. He would have been the biggest actor in the movie if they had cast him. But, uh, but no, they definitely. And I thought they did a good job on the look overall look of the movie because there's been there are some lower budget movies uh, where it really feels you know the look is just like mm-hmm. it doesn't feel cinematic. You know, it feels. Like it's on video a lot, which, mm-hmm. th- like I say, this movie had moments where it was like, this feels like a mi- video, which everything's made on video now, but you know what I mean? Where it feels right. like you achieve that Hollywood cinematic. Like the look. editing was a little, that could have been a little bit better, but mm-hmm. yeah. But what? But oh, overall, good. goats aren't cheap either. They they had a whole ass goat. And I, you know, I was, that's another thing I have to mention. The goat, I liked how they, he got the goat and then he was like, you have to understand it's like a transaction. It's not, mm-hmm. uh, but did they ever kill the goat? Did yeah. They, they so did. She, you don't see it, but like you see it get like pushed into the next room where the demon is. And then you just hear all the oh, aftermath right. basically. The, you hear it like blood. chomping and yeah. like. <laughs> Destroying it. Yeah. It's like a Jurassic Park. Like when the, yeah. when the. <laughs> the velociraptor gets fed i was so confused because when she uh so she puts she pushes the goat into that room and then closes the double doors Mm -hmm. and then of course the goat gets destroyed and then later in the movie when she's running away from uh the demon and you know he's just rejected her junkie ex-boyfriend and well i'll just call her his her ex-boyfriend that seems a little (laughs) extra mean to just Mm -hmm. call him that every time um she runs into that same room and closes the door. I guess she does create a line, a barrier with salt. But then I was like, I don't right. know that that's enough. Can he just come through the wall? I know. That's what I was thinking, too. It's like, because that's definitely like a classic kind of a cult thing where you put at the doors and windows. Yeah, but like those are plaster walls. Yeah. Plus <laughs> a drywall. It, it already demonstrated, because it says from black, right? The movie's called From Black mm-hmm. or From Dark. What do, I'm from Black. You know, from Black. Mm-hmm. That it, they sort of imply that it can come out of the shadows. So we already saw that it has the ability to just kind of appear in the room. He was being know? a gentleman. He was like, well, if you close the door on me, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's like where, like vampires, where you have to like invite. Yeah, that only works on vampires. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was cool that they did the kind of 
they went kind of in depth on the rituals and the salt. Yeah. You have to have non-iodized salt. Like I like how much salt she got. <laughs> like she had two large sacks. Yeah. Salt. <laughs> and you know it's funny because they showed her where she was kind of breaking the circle. Uh, and the salt line was so thick uh, that even though she was kind of smearing and it was mm-hmm. still solid, I was like, yeah. it's still solid. It's still We're complete. still good, everyone. We're still yeah, good. Like in other movies where you see that, usually there's like a clean break mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, now you broke the circle. But I was waiting for that. So I'm kind of glad they didn't do that. I, I was very glad that they didn't, they didn't do the very stereotypical, you broke the salt yeah. barrier. But they did have some cool shots where her hand yeah. was, like, in it and, like, moving it around. So you're like, oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah. That's why you always make an extra thick line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She did. It was more pronounced, too, when, like, Abel was, like, vomiting blood. And he's, ribs. like, reaching out. Yeah, ribs, ribs too. <laughs> and, like, just ribs. reaching out was... and slowly pushing it further and further away. The bones. Those, that was a pretty good scene. I like that. But yeah, just full-on, like, rip bones coming out of his throat. Mm. That was pretty neat. And then, of course, at the end, like, just a full-on hand. Oh, yeah, that was a cool shot mm-hmm. where he was kind of out of focus in the background and the hand and, hand and like, vi- those kind of veiny vines. And she books it, out. and you're like, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he must have, he must have gotten taken to hell, Abel. Mm-hmm. Well... No, for sure. But then he comes back for that, like, you know, the ending ritual in the in the wheat field. But that's happening, like, in another dimension. Right. So is that hell? Because that just looks like Montana. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just like, yeah. Because then we, and we see that she's, like, standing there in the room. Mm. Actually, you know what I mean? When she flashes out of it. Because it's just like, yeah. That's she's right. Trying to yes. trick her into doing that ritual. Yeah. So then that ritual will just would have completed what he got anyway, which was... Well, no, if he had been successful, she would have completed that, drank the blood, and then the demon would have possessed her, and he would have gotten his daughter back. That's right. Or he would have been able to go home and, like, be with his daughter. Yeah, and he okay. would have been okay. And so but, instead he had to take Abel, but then wasn't done... So he got, he so he fails. Mm-hmm. So he fails, and then the demon says, Well, to her, you can complete it and get you have your everything kid. Out. That was neat. Mm-hmm. Although they did, you know, I don't know if this was my version or just like my audio setup, but mm-hmm. did you have, and I, they may have been doing this on purpose, but when they had cool music, but sometimes the music was so loud that when the demon would talk and they'd be playing the music, it was hard to understand what he was saying. Well, because... the demon was also whispering a lot, too. Mm-hmm. He's a it, low talker. And it was like, yeah, I had to move, I had to turn up the audio a bit and uh, listen closely to hear him. But the music was kind of overlapping. But yeah, no, he, yeah, so he gives her the opportunity to complete it. And so presumably he possesses her mm. and the kid comes back. Perfect. T, did you say that um, you you know who did the score for the movie? No. No. Because I, 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 I enjoyed it too. Like they went with the classic Stravinsky-esque mm-hmm. yeah, it was <laughs> uh, cool. horror movie music. I was like, you know what? I enjoy that shit. Mm-hmm. It was good. And yeah, it was like stringy and... Mm. Uh, Jarring. Mm-hmm. And spooky. 
and scary. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it wasn't like generic. It was it definitely stood out. It was, it was classy, out, classical, which, classy yeah. stuff that made me feel high class. Yeah. Let's see, turn to find it real quick. Oh, who who did the music? Uh, it was Luigi Jansen who did the Tomorrow War, Black Widow. Ooh. Oh, wow. So he's done some big stuff. Okay. Right. That's the most recent stuff, anyway. That's the pretty big titles, like Black Widow. They did put their money into smart things. In they did. And I think that it paid out nicely. Yeah. I think, like, the people, uh, I don't want to call out actors to be like, I don't like you. But uh, I'll just, I mean, I the guess. Dad the dad or the boyfriend. The I thought the boyfriend uh, he was fine he was sleazy and that was fine mm-hmm. I thought the uh, the deputy mm-hmm. was a little like on the soft side like okay I guess totally. yeah. um and then the uh, believe it or not as as few scenes as he was in the guy who played the predator mm-hmm. like I just thought like this sh- I don't know like he he looked like he didn't know what was going on. <laughs> so- yeah. And you only get to see his face twice, but that was enough for me. I was like, ugh. <laughs> you don't even need him to be in it. It almost is just better to have it not be. Or clear filming from like, there. yeah, from like blank face, only seen from behind. Because mm-hmm. I mean, everything else was fine. And then like the death scene for the kid was, you know, that that was that was I thought pretty good because it was pretty like sad. So. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, and um. It almost kind of reminded me of, uh, you know, the Tom Cruise movie Minority Report. Mm -hmm. They do the cool scene in that movie where uh, he's at the public pool with his son Mm -hmm. and he goes under the water for like a second and then comes back up and his son is just gone. But they never really explain, you know, like how or... Because it can happen quick. Which that gets into a whole thing later, but uh, but I almost wish they'd kind of just gone that route and just been like, yeah, because the old man, it, it made it feel like that was going to have some relevance in the story, and it didn't. And yeah. it's like we get the fact that he did the kid disappeared. You yeah. don't have to. We don't need this whole element of the old guy being around. Yeah, except it's don't. not just. I'm just going to turn my head, and then you're gone the next minute. They were too strung out on all the drugs. Yeah, she really. Uh, she turned she turned away for just a few hours. Yeah, yeah, she, was, <laughs> she was just resting her eyes for a minute. Yeah, you know? exactly. Over the course of two weeks. Nodding, <laughs> nodding off. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, I was like, uh, and I was also thinking, you know, uh, I guess she wanted the demon to possess her in the end. But I was like, you know, all you have to do is just shoot up some heroin and then the demon won't want you. Ooh. <laughs> just make yourself unclean. But she's in a prison, so I don't know if she's able to score that easily. Yes. There's not even any other inmates in there. <laughs> I guess she could check in the mattress behind the toilet. Yeah, it's not like she's in like the woman's block. Maybe that deputy is willing to sell her some. Maybe she's the head of the whole drug ring. The deputy, that one yeah, woman deputy, deputy didn't, who, didn't like her though, so I don't know how well that would work. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say that one woman deputy was being really mean to her for no reason. <laughs> it was like even it was weird because the detective sister was being nice to her, so mm-hmm. you would think that the deputy is, woman would have been nice yeah, to her too. This is your boss's sister who lost her son recently. <laughs> yeah, it's why, like why are you getting preferable that? treatment? Totally. <laughs> And she's like your only inmate or your only like yeah, person being held. In the jail. <laughs> it's a small town, I guess. 
Uh, <laughs> I mean, it is a, again, it is a small town. But, um, and I also kept thinking also the boyfriend, he was like, um, he, he was like the, you would cast Billy Bob Thornton in this role, like if you had the money. <laughs> like Billy, Billy, I think Bob. Billy Bob Thornton has too much goodwill in his career to play that much of a scumbag anymore, does he? Well, like Bad Santa style. I mean, you know. But that's like a, a you know, a shitty dude with a heart of gold. Kind yeah, of true, true. I mean, I guess he could do it. Yeah, he could totally do it. Yeah, he didn't have the heart of gold. I did. Th- I thought that was funny. I liked when, because um, they do the thing where uh, the demon, you know, tells the main woman, uh, like, if you bring me someone, I'll make this, I'll do the deal with you. And then it just cuts to her uh, getting the boyfriend. I was like, ah, awesome. I was like, that's the per- obvious, like, perfect obvious choice, choice yeah. to get him. It's like, of course, you got to go for him. But, uh, yeah, no. I would have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, it was, uh, but overall a good movie, you know. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and like you were saying, it was a, a nice surprise because mm-hmm. you have, I hadn't really heard anything about it. And um, I'm actually, you know, I'll, I'm an Anna, DeCam- or Anna Camp fan for sure. Mm-hmm. I think she's great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was really, cool. like, again, uh, it's, it was really cool to see her in a, in a more dramatic role. Mm-hmm. Because she's, I mean, I usually just see her in comedies. And she's great in comedies, too. She's really funny. She, she's the one on uh, the Kimmy Schmidt who does the, like, laugh, cry all the time. Isn't that mm. something her character, remember how she'll, like, oh, la- laugh she's, and then start crying? A little bit, yeah. Like, all I remember from that, I, I, the, the one part that I remember a lot was uh, where she's fighting with, I forget the, the other blonde's name, the, the other lead. And, uh, and... Kimmy meets her and she was like, because she's supposed to be perfect. And she's like, you smell like spring. And she was like, it's late summer, actually. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's supposed to be a little old. It's funny. It's funny. I haven't watched that show in a while. It's good. It's a good show, though. It's yeah. a good show. But yeah, so she's the preppy, super well put together, mm-hmm. super smart. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. But yeah, you're right. We're like the whole, not to get into this too much, but her whole shtick was that she's super smart, but she's relegated to like just being, just being like a, a housewife wife, a trophy kind of wife and so she's, she's smart and she can't like do anything so she's really vicious to everyone yeah. and she spends a whole lot of effort throwing like a, a dog birthday party <laughs> nice i didn't really like i was saying i recognized her but i couldn't place her that's funny it's because she's always blonde i kind of wish i knew who she was before watching it just so i could you know, realize but yeah no she, yeah she was definitely good in this but yeah, and then Pitch Perfect, basically the same character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. That was funny because, yeah. like, after I watched this, I was on my YouTube and there was, like, a Pitch Perfect 2, like, thing that was recommended. Bad. Just, like, yeah. out of the blue, I was like, what are the odds of this? <laughs> <laughs> Your phone heard you. I don't think there are any. There's nothing's a coincidence anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought about a cruise once, and now that's all the advertising I get for mm-hmm. cruise lines and whatnot. Oh, you keep saying that, so. <laughs> the brain chip. It's already in there. <laughs> they can read it. You've been chipped. Then it's uh, going to turn into uh, zombie apocalypse cruises. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> After the pre-show. <laughs> but they could do a sequel to this movie, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like you could have the sequel where she's, she's in it and she's possessed yeah. and... Uh, the the sister has to like deal with it you know deal with the kid and the uh you know what there's also a little bit they should have 
with the kids was uh, what was it? Um, terrified or ter- not terrifier? But that sinister. Th- not that one, but the remember the um, it was like a Spanish movie. Terrified. Terrified. Where the kid comes back. Where remember, yeah. And, but the kid is like a, just sits He's there. A and zombie, all basically. And like, like that was really well done. That was like, cool as shit. Yeah. The kid, you know, they get their kid back, but not in the way that they wanted. You know, kind of thing. Like completely not. Like <laughs> you, like you didn't even bother bringing him back to life. That's even more. <laughs> That's even more creepy than Pet Cemetery, where if it happened like that, that's worse than the kid being a psycho. Yeah. Just sitting there and being, like, kind of rotted and just sitting at the table doing nothing. <laughs> that would be creepy. Yeah, we could do that. But they could do something <laughs> like that, for sure. But, yeah, no. I, I, they might. I wonder how successful this movie would be, it, or is, I mean. Um, yeah, I have no clue. It's it's hard to say because like Shutter doesn't really release a lot of like viewership numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's they probably it's probably hard to tell. Although if it does well, they'll probably make announcements because these you know they always make an announcement when mm-hmm. they're like, oh, this movie did really well. For mm-hmm. us. And you said it's a, a Shutter original. Yeah. Wow. So they did a good job. I mean, yeah. like, because I don't. I mean, I'm sure. I don't know. They've been. They've been. They. They've been. They've got a lot of interesting original content on Shutter that I really enjoy. So they've been doing pretty well. So yeah. it's kind of nice to see them put out a, you know, cool mm-hmm. movie like that. I mean, they do those. The Drive-In uh, show mm-hmm. I think is pretty popular. That, that um, is by it. far their biggest show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's always trending every time there's a new episode. Mm. So yeah, good for them. Good for Shutter. Thanks, Shutter. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And Anna Camp. I give it a thumbs up. Thumbs up. But, but yeah, I, I will. I will say though, like when we do, you know, go out into the field and like they're doing like the final part of like the ritual, you know, when they're going through like their whole ordeal and just like having a little goat meat cubes, I'm just like, yeah. well, what's gonna happen oh, if yeah. this chick is vegan? You know, like, is that right? And <laughs> she just has to like, suck it up. Seriously. But they, they at least went through the whole ordeal where it's like she's really trying hard to stomach it, but you know it just tastes fucking awful. And then she's about <laughs> to like throw it up. I like that where she's got a face full of uh, meat cubes where like, you know, her cheeks are just full and her eyes are just like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. That was pretty great. <laughs> totally. And then when she doesn't drink the blood in that part, I thought she had drank the well, blood. Well, she drank half of it and then yeah. like, she and then she and stopped. She well, because she uh, she started choking, so she spilled some, and then she pulled it away from her face, and then that's when Abel started losing his shit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's when he gave it away. That's when he gave it away. But that's when I was like, didn't, she did drink the blood, didn't she? Yeah, I'm like, she doesn't <laughs> finish the whole thing for fuck's sake. And then she drank some of it. Doesn't that count? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even a like big chalice by any means either. No, it was a little one for sure. I mean, three ounces tops. Mm-hmm. She yeah. just plugged your nose and just, you know, downed it. But you, know, you guys think you could it. take down, put down three cubes of, they were at least one inch cubes. They were not that small, but yeah. they were also that weren't that big. And then a little chalice of blood. I mean, they weren't that bad. The For blood would be <laughs> the worst part. The blood the would be worse. wouldn't be too bad. What's that? The, the little cubes of meat wouldn't be that bad. I would think the that the blood, blood be wouldn't bad. be that bad because you could just like <laughs> bottoms up. 
you know? Yeah. Whereas the cubes, you gotta, you got to, those fuckers, otherwise you're gonna choke. Well, I mean, I guess it, it really depends on a like how fresh the blood is. <laughs> You know, what's the consistency yeah, of the blood, too? Oh, you know, you're, you're just, right. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's just... Yeah, it's just like things you're not thinking of. <laughs> oh, my God. That's right. Although all I could think about was like her, again, in her blonde character, just being really dainty and eating one cube at a time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just like in one small nibble. It's not even in one bite. It looks like watermelon salad. It'll be fine. Yeah, then it ends up taking like 40 minutes and Abel's just standing there like, what the fuck? Like, what? <laughs> just eat the damn thing. Put it in your mouth. What are you doing? But no. <laughs> but yeah, good for Shudder. And I, I'm always, yeah, I'm always looking out for whatever is coming out on Shudder just because they've got a good track record. Yeah. For well, the most part. There's a couple of duds, but... <laughs> well, did, didn't, they, didn't they put together... Um, were they were they video palace? They weren't video palace, huh? But that's like an audio. That's a podcast. Unless they're, I, I think I know they host it. So oh sure, I know they host it. I just wasn't sure if um, they produced it. I'm not sure. Like I do know Shutter has like a podcast section on there. Or maybe I'm thinking the dark tapes because there's two of them that I kind of get confused. Let's see. Series. Where would it be? Oh yeah, it's under here. They don't separate it, which is kind of weird. Okay. Let's see if I can find it. Oh, Video Palace is on here as a Shutter original. Oh, it is? Oh, cool. And that is just a podcast or audio. I don't know how you should, how it would be described. Because mm -hmm. I don't believe it's, yeah, I don't think there's any video associated. And it's just, it's really good. If you have a chance to check it out, it's, it's solid. Yeah, I've never, never listened to that one. Or really any of them that are on here. Good for commuting. All right, I think he's coming back. All right, well, is there anything else that we wanted to say about from, from Black? Not that I can think of. Yeah, I enjoyed I it. Check it out. Cool. It was good. good. Definitely. Makes me wonder if I could perform a demonic ritual and have it turn out all right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Or at least, let me, let me rephrase that, successful. <laughs> I mean, I suppose this movie does have a happy ending, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, she got what she wanted. She yeah, and got what she wanted, and the kid came back. And and there was she got to redeem herself because, you know, she, she, she gave up her life to bring back her kid. But is he normal? We don't know. Which just goes to show that if you have any problems like that, you should definitely solve <laughs> problem solve. You will solve all your problems. But I think we should all know, like you know, okay, if you do that, they're not going to come together hundred or back hundred percent good. They're going right. to. I mean, they're going to come back. Period. Let's just. That's all the demon is really offering, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, I mean, yeah. you can expect him to be like, oh, yeah, when he comes back, he's going to perform a lot of good deeds, mm -hmm. and uh, he's basically going to be the next Jesus. Yeah, it's, it, there's, always, there's always strings attached. It's never, oh, yeah, he'll he'll come back the way you remember him. He's going to come back with a taste for human flesh. The monkey's paw The monkey's paw situation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's always going to be that kind of thing. Definitely. Um, if you're cool with that, I mean, all, you know, more power to you. Yep. Try not to do it near me, but yeah. There's, there's always a catch. There's always a catch. <laughs> That's why you always read the fine print. 
Even the contracts that are written in blood. And you will get to see a cool looking demon too. That's always fun. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess I'll figure out what the heck I'm going to plan for the next month or so. Uh, but just as a reminder, guys, Tuesday nights on kick 730 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, we'll be watching whatever we'll be reviewing for the week. John Holly, thank you guys so much for uh, you know being on the show for such a long tenure. It's always a good time mm -hmm. to sit down. Obviously, keep in touch. And, sure. Uh, yeah. I'll let you guys know if I'm ever out your way. Like, that's the thing. Like, I'm I'm usually in Anaheim, so it's still a bit of a trek mm -hmm. uh, where you guys are either way. Sounds good, man. Yeah, Anytime definitely. you want to come over. Yeah. Cool. All right. So with that being said, guys, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Hands Up With Scared. This has been episode 113. You know, you got to end it on a 13 number for uh, for this. Yay! Because, uh, Woo! Very, very <laughs> fitting. <laughs> You I mean, like we, I don't know if I was gonna make it to six six six, man. No, <laughs> that's uh, I don't even know if I'm gonna make it to six six six. That's that's way way too far down the line. I don't even think I've done six hundred sixty six episode period across all of my podcasts, and that's saying something. Yeah, nice. Yeah, but anyways, you guys have a good night. We'll see you back next Wednesday. Guys, take care. Good night.